Father, we thank you for your love, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your unconditional love for every one of us. We thank you this morning. We can come into your presence to worship you and to sit at your feet, Lord Jesus, to learn with you. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak to my mouth and let your words go forth not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. The faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Yeah, it's so wonderful. Uh, our God is wonderful. Our Lord is amazing. And it was like uh, all of last night, I think. I can't remember exactly the dream, but when I woke up, it's like God or Holy Spirit was saying to me inside the dream that He will minister to his people. <laughs> I'm just a vessel. Yeah, we are all just vessels. We realize that God can do wondrous things through us. Yeah, we don't need to be a pastor. <laughs> Everyone filled by the Holy Spirit right, is a instrument of God's power and blessing. Okay, so today, yeah, we are, the Lord has again wonderful things for us. Uh, title is A Bountiful Harvest, uh, Blessing After Blessing. Okay, this is something that we renew our mind to know how good Father God is, good in not only our own ability to be blessed, yeah, but a blessing sometimes beyond our, our own mind it is beyond us. It is not our own arrangement, the blessing of Daddy God. And you, you look around you to just see you know, God's goodness in your life, in our lives. Yeah. Okay, so we've been talking about harvest and blessing. Let's start today, look into the word of God. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. On one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the crowds on the shore of Lake Galilee. It was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. Imagine that time when Jesus was walking on this earth 2,000 years ago. People were pushing to get close to Jesus. Today, <laughs> when you see crowds, what were they? What are crowds pushing to see? <laughs> Celebrities, <laughs> those that are rich and famous, all the film stars. What you can learn from the rich people to become who they are. But when Jesus was walking on this earth, people were pushing to get close to him. To do what? We don't really know, as in having a revelation of who Jesus is, but they know what Jesus did. Jesus always blessed them, healed them, 
and therefore they want to go close to this wonderful person, Jesus, to hear the word of God. Such was a spiritual hunger during his time. Today, we are here. We don't have to push through any crowd. <laughs> we just need to on our Zoom. <laughs> you know, so easy, you know, to choose and decide to come here to Jesus, sit at his feet and hear his word. What's so wonderful about the word of God? Some of you have experienced or most of you have experienced the reason why you are sitting here in this service this morning. It's because the word of God, Jesus, has been real to you. Yeah? In some way or other, right? Jesus has been real. His word has been real. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, right? The only one to hear the word of someone that is powerful, that can change your life. That's why people pay thousands of dollars to go for those uh, motivation, you know, classes or courses because they want a word that can change their lives. And today we have our Lord Jesus and his word. It can change, it has changed my life and it will change yours. If we push in to hear. And so that was what was happening. He noticed as he was, these people wanted to hear him. <laughs> a crowd. He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge. So you know, Jesus was always at the, at the sea. Right? And with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nets. So there were the, the scene. Okay, this is a real, real event, huh? not a parable. So there were two fishing boats at the water's edge, so you can see from the picture. So today, it's like a, a live, <laughs> okay? We have been, we are at that place, okay? So let the word of God, it's, it's very uh, real, all right? Become real to you this morning. Put yourself here. The pictures are there for us to be, to be there, okay? We have a great imagination. God created us that way. Let's see what happens if we were his disciples, and we are, right, sitting there, and Jesus is in our midst. Whenever the word of God is preached, right, Jesus is the word, the word made flesh, and he's speaking to us by the power of the Holy Spirit, giving us the revelation and understanding. So, look at this. They were... The fishermen, none of fishermen here, so they're rinsing their nets. And then Jesus climbed into the boat, belonging to Simon Peter, and asked him, let me use your boat. Push it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowds. Why did Jesus want his boat? Jesus had only one purpose in life. We may have a lot. <laughs> okay, so eventually we will find our one and only true purpose. The only purpose why we live on this earth is 
same as Jesus, right? He came, he died so that we can be like him. Be born again, a new creation, having his desires in our hearts. And if we uh, have not yet understood that purpose, God is so good to patiently show us. Because anything else is really not worth a purpose in life. Really, when when the when the time on this earth finish and you meet Jesus face to face in heaven, you realize, oh my goodness, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50, 60, 70 years just pass by in the blink of an eye. And you are landed in a place where you wish that you know you had understood your purpose in life rather than what the world tells you should be your purpose. So Jesus had need of, to use the boat of his disciples for his very purpose so that he can speak to the crowds. And what was the crowds looking for? <laughs> they wanted to hear Jesus. So that time they don't have no need mic or natural uh, echo. <clears throat> it did need a lot of mic and all that, right? So, the boat, of course, the boat is whatever uh, work that we do, whatever the fishermen, the boat is their, their, their life, right? Their uh, vehicle for them to earn money. And money equals to many people life. Without money, there's no life. That's not what the Bible say, huh? <laughs> okay. Because without money, we have Jesus, we have life because he is life. And the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. Until we get this into our spirit man, we will still be very ruled by the world. That without money, there is no life. That's why you see Jesus had to come and show us the spiritual realm, his kingdom, which is eternal. And that transcends what the world tells us, the temporary things of this life. Not to say we don't need money, right? But God is your source of supply, right? Evelyn Go, she shared a wonderful testimony, right? In the midst of a pandemic, yet the Lord favored her. And she, financially, right? Yes, he is your source. And I believe, Evelyn, you will see even more of the provision of the miraculous goodness of God. Because each time you see it, you know it is him. It is him. You know, many people would put coincidence, you know, maybe I'm so good at my work. <laughs> maybe, you know. We, we can easily reason of a miracle, a blessing of God by our unrenewed mind. And therefore, although God is still good, but sometimes we just miss the blessing after blessing, the, the things that God has in store for, for us because we reason it out. So let's continue to see every day 
wonderful miracles. Miracles means that things that you cannot do on your own. When we acknowledge him, right? The whole thing about salvation is acknowledging Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's not about saying the sinner's prayer or, or salvation prayer. The very heart of born again is I acknowledge you, Jesus, as the Son of God. I acknowledge you as, after that is what? Lord. Lord means master. Means today, Lord, God, you are in charge of my life. You tell me what to think. You, you, I'm, I submit to your lordship. Okay? So, let me use your boat. Let me use whatever we used to think that, you know, without this, right, your business, work, your asset, whatever we had, whatever we had that we used to able to uh, make money out of it. It could be your talent, it could be your gifting, your voice. <laughs> Let me use it, right? So we can understand people who can sing, right? But they can perform, but they may not necessarily be able to worship. Worship is an entirely different plane, P-L-A-N-E, from just having a beautiful voice, a lovely voice to sing. There is a very great dimension of worship, especially when you touch his presence. It's no longer about Chinese or English or Cambodian. <laughs> it is heaven into heaven realm where the anointing drops down. In the Old Testament, uh, you know, when God, Jesus hasn't died yet, and the glory of God will come into the tabernacle. As the priests begin to offer up the worship, the praises, the incense, what will happen? What happens in Chronicles? You see something very amazing that today you seldom see in a congregation of uh, so-called worshippers. But it, it, it does happen. Okay, I was there certain year, uh, years ago in the ministry. <clears throat> what happened? The cloud, the glory cloud came in. The glory cloud of God, the presence of God comes in right now to your room, right? And you can, people cannot even stand, the, physically stand. The priest cannot stand. Okay, imagine your worship leader cannot stand. This is what happens when the presence of God comes in. It's not just feeling very nice. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? But one day we'll see Evelyn drop there. <laughs> okay. Fall under the power. This is how what actually worship does. In heaven, all the 24 elders, when they worship the Lord, all what happened before flat. Because the power and the presence of God is so real that a human being okay, cannot stand. And all in, in Chronicles, in the temple, right, all of them fell flat on their face. This is the presence of God. This is what worshiping God brings. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. That show, it's just that 
they haven't really gone into so many of the spiritual realm, so much depth, so much as we the, the word of you look into the word of God. I hope you're not satisfied with just a little bit. Because as your pastor, I'm not. You know, I want us, as God wants us, to experience his fullness. Okay. Yes, it's good to feel some goosebumps and uh, anointing, but he has much more. And as the presence comes in, people get healed without anyone praying for them, without touching anyone in your room, wherever you are. That presence of God, because where Jesus is, where Jesus is, miracles happen. Healing takes place, blessings takes place. This is what we want to press into. This is what the crowds, you know, were pushing each other to sit at Jesus' feet. This ought to be happening in the presence of God. Can you imagine in a congregation of 100 people, 200, 1,000? That's what used to happen, used to. <laughs> but do you have that desire to see this happen where you are? If you have someone seated with you and the presence of God fills that place, healing takes place for the craziest type of sickness, you know, people just fall on the floor, consumed by the love of God and filled with His presence, filled with the Holy Spirit. I paint a picture for you. This is the reality. The reality is not what we think in the world. We just, you know, Turn on the movie, <laughs> the sermon, you know, and then get a bit excited. Encourage is good. If that's about it, no. I want more. The very presence fill our bones. There's one song, right? When the Holy Spirit fill your the bones inside you, what happened to the dead bones? They become alive. <laughs> In Ezekiel, right? They become alive. Someone come under the, the sound and the presence, the sound of the voice from heaven and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. You change. It has healed. And Jesus said here, keep me. Let me use your boat. Let me use whatever you have. So that I can speak. Everything is in the way God. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the books. So it took me quite a lot of time to find the right pictures as close to the Bible as possible. That's why sometimes we look at uh, YouTube and movies about Jesus, right? They don't exactly depict what the Bible said. So a little ball have been a little bit altered. And a lot of uh, pictures of Jesus standing in the boat. Well, you get as close to what is happening, right? So this is something like it. And I believe there was more people. So Jesus was sitting, Jesus was sitting there in the boat. You don't expect Jesus, uh, you know, out there. He wants to use to sit in your boat, in your house, in the work of your hands, in whatever you have, 
And that's where he wants to speak. What does that mean? It's your life. He wants to do miracles. He wants to preach, or rather, use you to preach the gospel. You need to commit a big Oh, today, everything cannot do already. <laughs> but he can do through you. Through the disciples, use the disciples' boat. And there he speaks. Wherever you are is where Jesus wants to speak in you, to you, through you. So many of us have been having Jesus speaking to us, I think, for many years. <laughs> a thousand words, maybe more than a thousand words if you collect everything that God has been, you know, from his word. How about letting Jesus speak in your boat? your life through you through you the word of god is inside your heart when he had finished he said to peter now you see peter gave jesus the land jesus their boat right for jesus to use and now you know what happened happen god jesus will never shortchange you <laughs> Whatever you give to him or even lend to him, right? He will make sure he blessed you back. Everything Jesus does and God does, spiritual, natural, spiritual to manifest in the natural. He wants us to be blessed as well. So they are fishermen. I believe he used the boat in a sense. He's going to pay for it, <laughs> right? He's going to pay for the use of uh, whatever you have given him. The boat got value, okay, to the fishermen. They, they will sell the boat, right? Uh, Brother Robolo, although he's not a fisherman, I think he's a farmer. <laughs> yeah, so the boat can sell them, okay, and can rent out. Jesus used it for a while, and then now. Going to pay. You see, God, God, when you use your time, they ask you first, okay, whether you give him your time, you give him your talent, you give him your boat, and then he's going to pay for it. See what how he does it. Now roll out into deep water to cast your nets, and you will have a great catch. See what is the, the livelihood of the fishermen? Of course, when they have a big catch, the fishes. After he spoke to the crowd, focus back on his disciples who gave him or lent him that boat. And then when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Okay, this is another version. And let down your nets for a catch. So this is the new King James version. Roll out into the deep or launch out into the deep. So they were just, you saw the picture, right? They were at the shallow waters, okay? Because Jesus had to sit in that boat and use that boat to speak to the crowd. Now, finish speaking to the crowd, he turned back to the disciples. And you're going to tell them to do something miraculous you're going to pay them 
<laughs> for the use of the book. Okay, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. The word let down is to loosen and relax. Okay, loosen the nets, relax, and let it go down. To let down from a higher place to a lower. So Jesus said, now you make, push this boat out into the deep. The deep, of course, you all know what is deep, but actually I, I didn't put down from the concordance, the Greek word. It also means the deep things of God. That's why earlier I was sharing, right? What are you satisfied with? Or oh, you said, well, okay, well, I just want to know this. <laughs> but no, I want to know deeper. I really want the, the whole realm of the kingdom realm, which I have access to as your child. And in the natural, the deep is the deep waters, okay? Where what? You cannot relax. <laughs> I don't know. I can't swim. But uh, I can float. Um, you go. You, if you, even the best swimmer, right, would not go too deep, okay, because why? Your feet cannot touch the ground, and that's where you will feel unsafe. So, human, human, human life is like this, right? I don't want to go where I have never been. I don't want to do something I've not done before. It is so dangerous. It's so, uh, I cannot feel it, or rather, mainly, you feel out of control. You want to be, make sure we're in control, in control of finances, in control of everything in our life. And God is just assistant. <laughs> Sometimes that's how we treat God, right? This is my boat. This is my life. When I need you, I call you. If I don't need you, you don't make so much noise. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Then Jesus also won't do much. Huh? Okay. So you do, 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 until you cannot do. <laughs> then you call me. See how wonderful our God is. The willing to let control of our lives and pass it on to God, to Jesus. Look at what He has in store for you. So in the in this uh, instructions of our Lord to the disciples, um, actually, it's really about relax, <laughs> relax. But many a times again. Oh, I cannot relax, you know. I have just given my boat to the Lord. Don't know what he will do with it. <laughs> I've just given my finances to the Lord, my tithes, my offering, and then I don't know what's going to happen. So we become very tense. You see, relax, okay? If whatever you are doing, let's ask you to do, is from the Word, and this is from Jesus, then this is his continuation after you have lend him the boat or done whatever he has asked you to do. Okay? Relax. Loosen up. Master Peter replied. So much like us, right? We have just come back from fishing all night. They were very hardworking people. <laughs> and God actually always choose those who are busy and hardworking. And didn't catch a thing. So fishermen, if you learn a little bit from fishing here, all right, fishermen uh, go out at night and that's when they catch fish. Okay, so depending on the business or work, right, they normally work during the daytime or depending certain jobs is at night. So it's not so much a matter of night or day. 
is uh, the expertise, okay, the, the, the logic behind, all right, their natural abilities. So they are the fishermen. Remember who is Jesus by the profession on earth? He's what? Brother Lo? <laughs> He's a carpenter. Yes, carpenter. Okay, so carpenter's son in the natural. So his expertise would be furniture. <laughs> his expertise is not catching fish. Now, a, a carpenter telling a fisherman how to fish, when to fish. That's why sometimes we tell or the one who teaches the word of God. You don't understand. <laughs> you know, my life is like this one. This is my business. This is my style. This is my... It's okay for, for a human being. But it's God talking to you from the word. He knows. Holy Spirit knows what? A few things. He only knew carpentry. He doesn't know fishing. <laughs> Holy Spirit knows all things all things okay so whatever your profession is holy spirit knows how to do it how to prosper the work of your hands how to when to do whether natural or spiritual don't underestimate holy spirit huh? he also can cook <laughs> better than all of us okay so that's what our mental blockage is that. No, God doesn't know how to do this. He does. His wisdom is above. Right? So what we have is the wisdom that we learn from this world. And the world of God clearly states this is earthly wisdom. We want heavenly wisdom. So Fisherman trying to tell Jesus. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, you're also funny, huh? Jesus is there. And then they're telling Jesus, okay? But sometimes it's like this, right? We're also telling the Lord, you don't understand, Lord, you know, I've been doing this or I've been doing that, all right, for how many years? And then, okay, so for them, it was they didn't catch a thing. But one thing good about our friend Peter <laughs> is very outspoken, but yet he always, at the end, he actually loved the Lord, right? You know, at the end, and how the Lord reinstated him or restored him. And he said this But if you insist, because you still see Jesus as the master, we'll go out again. Okay? And let down our nets because of your word. We will go out again. So sometimes we may have failed or not expectation, whatever in our life can be, right? But the most important thing, all right, is being a child of God or a son or daughter is to be able to hear his word. So that in the word, word of God, you have two, Logos and Rhema. Logos in the Greek, okay? The word means the written word. And Rhema is the quickened word. So both are very important. 
the written word, without the written word, we will hear other, other voices. <laughs> so everything that we, we hear or are led by must be in the written word. Okay, so that's why people go off a tangent and say that Holy Spirit tell me this, Holy Spirit tell me that. And it's not in the written word. So they say, Rema. Okay, so the Rema is the quickened word. When Holy Spirit uh, highlights that word or quickens it, and then you feel, you know, this word comes alive. That is the Rema. And you follow that word. Okay, so remember, Holy Spirit is like the train. And the word of God is like a track. So he will not lead you where there is no track. Okay, so it will, whatever you are led by will be in line with God's word. That's why we need to know the word of God. Not just one part. You may know only part A. There's a part B. Okay, there's a wisdom there. A complete wisdom. So our whole eternity we will be spending to know more and more. But while we are on this earth, God has already given us his Bible, the word. And that's what we are doing on Saturday and Sunday to dig into the treasures and know the whole wisdom of God. All right, because we think, okay, God say like this. Now, there is another part okay, that we need to understand as well. So Peter, all right, um, though he had his own uh, the time on uh, his own mind, okay? This is what most of us have, right? I have my own mind, huh? <laughs> okay. I think at least I'm like this. Okay, so what happened? Sometimes we had to change, right? But if you're willing, you will also come into the experience with God. I say, let God's Jesus word above his own thinking. Okay? If you want to experience miracle, we have to let God's word overrule man's word. Okay? So our own thinking is based on what? It's also somebody's word, right? <laughs> if you think you are sick, okay, I am sick. But where does these three words come from? Comes from some man, right? The doctor, nothing wrong with doctors, right? But the general analysis that you have this sickness, all right, or your parents, your teachers, all right, and of course your five senses. So we need to choose. One, at his word, relax, do again. <laughs> okay, so like for example, Errol, healing, I'm so sick, diagnosed as something that may be incurable, even worse, or just something headache or whatever, whose word is that? If you want to see a miracle, what's a miracle? Divine healing. Then, even to us, we start with small and big, right? Remember, God don't have small and big. Our mind stuck there. But at least we go somewhere, like, huh? By starting. So, because of his word, for example, by his stripes, we were healed. All right, this morning, uh, Pastor Chenan brought up 1 Peter 2.24. By his stripes, we were healed. Past tense. It's his word. What's our word? 
by the doctor's certification, I am sick. <laughs> we just need to choose at which, whose word you want to believe. There's no condemnation, all right? Because Jesus never condemns anyone. But as I said, it's just whether you want the life and the miracles that are accessible to you the day you got born again, the spiritual realm. And like Peter, he said, okay, I'll let down my nets because of your word. Not because of another pastor's word, not because of pastor Stephanie was, if I say something, tell you to do something that's not in the word of God, please throw it aside. Please. Okay. My word, if it's not God's word, has no power. And if I am speaking God's word, you believe in that word because it is God's word. You will see the manifestation of the power of God. Okay? All right. When they pulled up their nets, so Peter put aside his expertise, mind of thinking, his own wisdom, and he followed what Jesus said, okay, go out into the deep. And normally, if I'm not mistaken, all right, fishing is at the nighttime where they will be able to catch a lot of fish. But now it's already towards probably dawn, morning. And they pulled up their nets and they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish. And so much so that their nets were ready to burst. Okay, so that's what happened when they acted and believed the word of Jesus. So sometimes in the area of, uh, I'll not say sometimes, the word of God say very clearly, all right, besides the, the message of grace that God will always take care of us and provide for us, there is his principle of seed time and harvest, there is his principle of tithing, offering, okay, not as law, because no one is obligated to do anything today we are free to choose right but he has his principle so we will say it doesn't make sense how can i tithing bring blessing how can offering or seeding bring that multiplication as we so it's up to us to believe all right so again in our natural mind this doesn't happen but in the spiritual, it is the Lord's word, and all we need to do is what like Peter did, your word. I just go into the deep, I do something which I've never done before. So I do something which I'm quite not comfortable physically or mentally, but that's where faith is, okay? Going, doing the things that you have not done before in the spiritual realm. And that's what they saw, the result. So remember, God's word will never return to him void, but will accomplish that which he purposed. So what does he purpose? In fighting, sowing, we're talking about, you know, this is a catch of fish, right? But it means at the end, it's income to them, to the fishermen. It will not return to void. void. It means, <laughs> don't worry, God is not mocked. Okay, whatever a man sows, that he will reap. That's in Galatians. 
Okay, so when you put that his word into action, God does his part. So there was a huge catch of fish and the nets were ready to burst. As fishermen, they should be very excited, right? Their whole job is catching fish. The more fish they catch means more money, more income for them. And that's what they saw at the word of Jesus at a time that's unlikely in the natural. Okay. They went out into the deep and they caught that hook sinking, neck breaking, miracle catch of fish. So they waved to their business partners in the other boat for help. Two boats, right? So much so that there is more than enough. <laughs> there was this boat that Jesus used. Okay, Jesus stepped into Peter's boat. Peter's boat was the one that, you know, got the big catch, the blessing. It was more than enough to bless the other boat. Sounds familiar, right? The scripture, 2 Corinthians, right? That, you know, when you sow and bless, you will be able to bless others as well. Okay? And first of all, it will always be the family of God first. Okay? As in Galatians chapter 6. So, what a wonderful experience they had. You look at the fish, so nice we can have more chili fish. Huh? <laughs> so nice. Okay, lots of it, all right, because the net was going to break. And they ended up completely filling both boats. Okay, we are there, all right, the pictures. Instead of, you know, one boat and then now two boats all filled. Filled with what? The fish. That will turn into income, right? We fish until their boats began to sink. See, when God paid for <laughs> what he used, okay? He paid until over. And you know, say, you underpaid. Uh. <laughs> we'll bless you more than until we don't even have space. This is like Malachi 310. Where in the, the Jews had this, you know, that when you tithe and offer, God opened the windows of heaven until there's not enough space or room to receive it. But this is happening when Jesus came and fulfilled, although it was also happening in that during that time of the Jews. Wow, if you can imagine it, so you will have. All, all of you who are doing whatever you're doing, uh, business or work, see this thing happening through you as you give Jesus your boat, your business, your talent, your time. <clears throat> now, in the natural, after you, you know, I say you, you are selling the food, it's so delicious, uh, Robert and uh, Jones. Uh, new business, <laughs> really delicious and so pretty, you know, very well, uh, wonderfully, this one. So, and what happened? You will normally, if you keep on having over, over, you know, over sales or, you know, so much blessing, so much 
blessing until you cannot cope, right? This is what they, they all cannot cope, right? So normally, you'll be super happy, super excited, say, yes. But what happened? Look at what happened here, Peter, to Peter. When Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at Jesus' feet and begged him, Go away from me, Master, for I am a sinful man. This is very, very different from the world. The world, if you have a, a master or mentor that teach you how to make millions, you'll be forever grateful to that person, you know, when you make your millions or thousands or whatever, right? But this is very different. This is, you know, uh, Peter knew it had nothing to do with his ability or with his expertise, with his smartness. And it was all spiritual, not natural. And when there's a great miracle happening, that means when God begins, when you see, you acknowledge and he, he realized it has, you know, it, because from the onset, he already said, it's not possible, lah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I already toiled the whole night and they didn't catch. But because your word, you tell me to do this, I do it. He recognized that it was God. That Jesus, no, when this happening, that this blessing came, so much abundance. He knelt at Jesus' feet and he said, I am a sinful man. In fact, go away from me. What happened? The miracle brought out a revelation of his state, which is sin. He realized that Jesus is God. Jesus is righteous. Because only a righteous man can do this miracle. And it brought him to see himself as a sinner. It's a revelation, the goodness of God. The, the miracle ought to bring us this revelation. If you have experienced the goodness of God, if you have experienced miracles, whether it's healing, whether it's financial, in an area of your life, it will bring you to, at your, to kneel down at your feet and say, Lord, it's your grace, it's your agape, it's, your, it's unconditional, it's got nothing to do with me. The blessed life that I have today, the life of peace, of joy, of not, no fear. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about righteousness, something that we forever, you know, still confuse me. <laughs> okay, but of course in one session we cannot clear, but I hope it will become clearer and clearer. Okay. So, what happened? It brings us to ourselves, understanding that without God, we are absolutely nothing. If the miracle that you experience, the blessing that you experience, does not bring this sort of mind to you or, or uh, heart, a revelation to you, then it's still our own effort. We have still not acknowledged or realized that it is totally God. 
because there's a bit of 50% God, 50% me. Lah. <laughs> 50% I'm quite good. I'm not saying that you're supposed to look at yourself and keep on saying you're stupid and all that. Okay? Not that. Huh? But when we don't realize that it is 100% God's goodness, God's leading, God's, you know, everything is Him. We won't, we won't be able to do what later on, what happened to Peter and the others, what they decided to do after they see this miracle. If you were in Peter's shoes, would we react like this? You probably say, thank you a lot. Now we go sell the fish <laughs> and give to charity, you know, and give to you a lot. But you know that that was not the case. First thing, God deals with us in his love. Okay, not to punish us or what? It's already such a wonderful miracle, right? A blessing that is immense. And then revealing who we are without Christ. Revealing who we are. That is the grace that we need to know. Otherwise, we still think we are 50% good <laughs> plus 50% God, then become 100%. No, remember in Corinthians, no one will be able to stand before God and boast of ourselves. It's 100% God, right? When we enter the gate, it's not grace plus plus. <laughs> it's number five, right? Your ID number, you remember those who are in the foundation class. Your ID is number five, that's it. No five plus one plus two plus three plus four. That means your own ability, none. No one is able to stand before God and boast that I serve God, that I have this talent, that I can say, I can whatever, I can preach even. No. The goodness of God is just keep. And let's see, okay, what Paul talks about this and what we have. You know, a lot of people who so-called grace, radical grace, okay, think they understand about grace. You really understand grace. This is what will happen. First, Peter had that revelation of himself as a sinner and God's goodness. And here Paul brings it up. But God's amazing grace has made me who I am. Yes. Okay. So we are not supposed to say, oh, oh uh, you know, I am. Not good enough or whatever okay but he has made me who i am and his grace to me was not fruitless in fact i work harder than all the rest yet not in my own strength but god's for his empowering grace is poured out upon me 1 corinthians 15 10 by the grace of god i am what i am yet not i Christ in me, that I will enable more than the rest. If you, if you say you know the grace of God, to understand the grace of God, you will go out preach the gospel. You will do more than another a normal Christian. Otherwise, you have not understood grace. Grace is what? I don't deserve it. That's what Peter told Jesus. 
I don't deserve this miracle catch. I'm a sinner. And only who can give us that revelation? It's not every day. I'm not talking about every day you go down and say, beat your chest and say, God will give me, okay? But I'm saying that when, the, when God shows his goodness to you, which, and you realize, and we realize that we do not deserve it. We do more than anyone else. Paul says, we work harder than all the rest. This work is not working for salvation. This work is working out of salvation, out of receiving that wonderful grace of God, knowing that why of all the 8.7, how many people in this world? 8 million, 7.5, 7.6 million, billion, sorry, people in this world. Why God show me his goodness? And to other people say, not so big deal, ma. God's goodness to you. It is very big deal to me. It is very big deal to you. It's very big deal to Peter. It's very big deal to any one of us here today. If you hear, if you, if God were to reveal you to you, that is God's calling. Not because they are better, but God wants to reveal His grace, amazing grace. And if you can see that, you will do more. You will do more, even if it's painful with all your body or your time, you know, you will do more. The doing more or serving the Lord or preaching the gospel it's not so much so all the, yeah, there's rewards. And also in the world today, put a carrot there, right? <laughs> See how many crowns you want, then you do more. But in God's wisdom, it is whoever is forgiven much, love much. When you realize that you, you are the worst sinner. And again, that is so hard. <laughs> so hard for good people to realize. It's only the goodness of God to reveal to you that and me that we are not deserving of his goodness, but yet he loves us the way he revealed to Paul. It has to come by revelation. That's why we need the Holy Spirit, right? At the end of the day, why we serve the Lord? Why we go out and preach to another person or share the gospel like Pastor Cheng Lan and uh, Vivian, yeah, she's not able to be here today, I think. You know, oh, she's she's on the translation. Oh, okay. <laughs> so wonderful. We met with her uh, last week right, in Zoom, and she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, just a conversation, but it was uh, the timing, uh, which would normally, most of us would just stop there, okay? It was about work. <laughs> But God moved the heart of Pastor Cheng Lan to share Jesus with our beautiful sister Lillian. And that's why she's here today. It was a, a conversation over the phone. They have not even met physically. I believe that for us to realize that it's not me pushing you all or Jesus pushing us to preach the gospel. It's not even the the Great Commission. It is your revelation 
of the grace that Paul had. When you have that revelation, you will tell someone about Jesus, even though it's funny or, you know, yeah, I was uh, doing cutting hair this, uh, this week, a few days ago, and, you know, I thought, and uh, 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 my hairdresser asked, hey, you, you know, you finished the second, you finished second dose, but you didn't complete the 14 days. <laughs> So actually, I'm not allowed into the saloon. Then I said, uh, yeah, I've done the second dose, but I'm still about 11 to 20, about, you know, five or six more days to finish. So I didn't read what are, you know, all the uh, supposed to be. Uh, if you haven't finished your the 14 days, up for, for AZ, AZ is a bit more this one. So he said, if I know that you haven't finished the 14 days, I won't let you come in. I said, oh, why? Huh? Then he said, because you are at highest risk now. The, 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 my hairdresser told me, I said, who is at highest risk? Me or you? Then he said, you. <laughs> because your immune system is very low, according to him, whatever he learned from the, the vaccine, right? So he said, oh, so I said, okay, if it's me, you don't have to worry that it's at high risk. If it's you, then I will feel bad for you. <laughs> so he said, it's not him, it's me. That means because of the vaccine, after uh, 14 days, I will be at very high risk. So I said, don't worry. <laughs> Jesus protect me. <laughs> okay. So I won't, don't worry about me. They know, he, said, because he said, you are my customer. I do protect you. I won't let you in. But now you're inside the gate, you know. So I said, don't worry. I have Jesus and he protect me. And he, he was like this man. <laughs> then, oh, okay. <laughs> so probably, you know, I will have more opportunity to share with him Jesus, you know, next uh, this one. But it's so funny, right? It's that, you know, that, that consciousness that Jesus is so good that causes to mention him or just acknowledge him to people out there who don't know him. And that's how our beautiful uh, Lillian right, came in. So wonderful testimony of the timing. Imagine if Chenglan just put, I'm just talking about business, <laughs> you know, and then didn't bother or dare not share about Jesus. See what will happen. Lillian might not have known a wonderful savior, a wonderful relationship with Jesus. That's where our life is not in a box. This is business, this is work, this is cook, this is whatever. It's not in a box. Paul says it acts in him, I live, I move, I have my being. So whatever you are doing, Jesus is living inside us. Holy Spirit is inside us. Allow him, when we know his grace, you know, it is, we can't help but speak of him. Because there's someone out there who needs to hear about Jesus. And uh, I think if I have some liberty to, to share a bit, 
sometimes you may not be able for, for Lillian's uh, testimony where she said she had a good uh, a good uh, heard of good testimony of uh, good uh, opinion of Christian her correct Lillian through her colleague. Isn't that wonderful? Our life can be a testimony in our working place to someone. And when the time is right, you know, when uh, God brought her and Chengman together, she was just, you know, she was just right. The harvest is right, Jesus said, right? That right to, you know, when, when Chengman said, after talking a bit about Jesus, would you like to receive Jesus? And she said, yes. <laughs> because she had a good opinion of a Christian colleague of hers. It's people are there, you know, if maybe like I was not able to share fully the gospel yet, but to mention that Jesus can protect me, you know, my, my hairdresser was so scared. He said that next week is his uh, uh, second dose. He already took two weeks, follow exactly the rule, <laughs> two weeks off to rest because that is the highest risk time. I hope that, you know, he would, hear these words that Jesus, and I also shared with him about Jesus protecting my son during the COVID. Because he know my son, but it's like, that's way, how way back, you know, uh, he was my hairdresser before. So the, the sometimes you sow the seed and another person reap. So like Lillian's uh, colleague must have sown seed, not only through her sharing, but her, her life, <laughs> you know, her life that Lillian already had the seed sown and uh, Pastor Chengang came in to harvest. It's so beautiful, right? So sharing the gospel or uh, you know, talking about Jesus, it's not by force. Oh, that's Kate, right? Smiling. She's preaching the gospel to her brother and uh, dad and all that, right? What a wonderful testimony of uh, sharing the gospel. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, Spark Jewels, a wonderful uh, place where uh, you teachers are helping the children not to have a knowledge of the Bible. That's the last thing I want to do, okay? <laughs> but have a relationship from young with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the way the people, the disciples had in the Bible, Peter, James, John, Paul, right? When you, the more you know the grace of God, your undeserving favor of God in your life, the blessings of God, that God bless you and your family, the more you do. Okay, Simon, Peter, and the other fishermen, including his fishing partners, Jacob and John, and sons of Zebedee, were all struck over the miracle catch of fish. It's something that is so awestruck. But to many people today, it may not be in the world. To me, the, the slightest sign of God's goodness is already so meaningful. There's no such thing as coincidence in my life. I've already decided that a long time ago. If you put things happening as coincidence, you will hardly see God. 
put aside and you know that your life is a whole life of Jesus, of the goodness and mercy of God, you will see miracles. Jesus answered, do not yield to fear, Simon Peter. From now on, you will catch men for salvation. Many people say, yeah, yes, God provide a blessing and then uh, after that we go preach the gospel. Yeah, yeah, there's some truth in it. But what I saw here is, it's not so much the blessing, it's a blessing that revealed the grace and the revelation that Peter had, or his disciples had. That they saw Jesus differently. They saw Jesus loving them, blessing them when they don't deserve it, when they were just sinners. That's why this is something that I cannot do for you. <laughs> Only Holy Spirit can. The more you hear the word of God, most important thing is to see that grace, that undeserving, that we are, we were sinners saved by grace, not just as a spiritual term from the Bible, but so real that something pushes us to serve Him. As well, when the when the, the call, when Jesus said, you will catch men, it was not a problem to the, to, to many believers, we will say, huh, catch men? <laughs> we only know how to catch fish. <laughs> catch men? If they have no revelation, that's what they will think, right? I don't want to catch men, I'm men, very terrible one, you know? But what did they do? It was so simple for Peter to obey or to follow this word that Jesus said, from now on you will catch men. After pulling their boats to the shore, they left everything behind and followed Jesus. It's not because they are, you know, more better than the rest or more typhoon. <laughs> you know, they got a big catch of fish. Of course, some people bring it out that, you know, they... Yeah, of course, you know, they see that Jesus, with, you know, it being with Jesus, the supplier is better than just having the supply, right? <laughs> you, 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 you marry the supplier better than you, you, you just get the, the supplier, right? Because the supply can finish. But if you marry the one who supplies, <laughs> you will have the supply forever. Okay, that is another truth, right? But Yes, Jesus, of course, also want to show to the disciples that following him, you will never lack. I believe much, much more than that. The revelation of grace, to me, is the, the, main, the main lesson to learn or the main revelation from this incident. Because without a revelation of grace, we can never really fully serve the Lord or go out and follow Jesus, whatever he did, that, that passion cannot come out of knowledge. Passion of following Jesus, of saving souls, has to come from a revelation of grace. So we can have, you know, we can listen to a million words, 
of the, the sermon of grace. If it doesn't come as a revelation, like it came to Peter, depart from me, Lord, for I am a simple man. It's very hard. We will just do things because we are Christian. But when the Lord shows us that I am really undeserving, you will do what Paul said. I do more. Not out of reward, but out of that revelation. They were able to leave everything behind and follow Jesus. So here today, you, you don't need to leave everything behind. Okay. God wants you to, to be blessed. Have whatever uh, this world affords. What, what, you know, what you enjoy, what you this one. But our life is not, of course, does not consist in material things anymore. Because every single material thing today is and tomorrow may not be there. What is eternal will last. What is temporary, right? Which are the, the physical things. But when we see everything in our life in one picture of the amazing grace of God, not just as words, you will know, you will know if you see it as revelation or just words without condemnation. It's, it's like the Paul said. This Corinthian just now, what text is that? I work harder than you. Not in the self-effort work. Go or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Romans 2, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So this repentance is not the sackcloth and ashes, right? You every day cry, Lord, I'm sorry, I didn't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. I forgive my sins. Okay, it's not that. What is the word? Uh, repentance, metanoia, okay? Which is a change of mind. To change one's mind for better, heartily to amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. See, that was what happened to Peter, right? In that blessing, uh, net sinking, uh, net breaking, boat sinking, blessing of fishes. He had a change of mind. Beginning, he think he's cleverer than Jesus, right? <laughs> because he said, "Master, we already do so hard the whole night, and we caught nothing. We are the fishermen, okay? We know what we are doing." But he had a change of mind after what Jesus told him to do, which doesn't make sense to his logical mind or to his expertise. He had a change of mind and then he had a revelation of who Jesus is and who he is. And he said, what? Go away from me for I am a sinner. So it is to amend heartily, to amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. He realized who he is. Before we can realize who God is, and who we are in him, there will be a one-time at least real full revelation of who we are without him. As it appears to one who repents of a purpose he has formed or something he has done, to think differently, so it's all about the, the mind, that is repentance, compunction, a reversal of decision. All right? Because he said what? Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. 
and then when he saw the miracle, okay, he had a reversal of his decision. So Paul says the goodness of God. God will not uh, today because of grace, all right, of Jesus. He's not here to punish you and then after that tell you, you can change your mind. Now you better serve God. If you don't serve God, you'll be punished. <laughs> it's not God's way, okay, of uh, uh, causing people to serve him or even preach the gospel or share the gospel. He has a strange way, right? Have you experienced this way already? At least a little percent of it. Where he starts to bless you. The goodness of God leads one to repentance. The goodness, the forbearance, the long-suffering of God. Have you realized how long-suffering he is with us? We are so stubborn <laughs> in our own ways, in our own thinking. We are so, we were always sometimes asked to so self-righteous. We were talking about you. God has to show me that self-righteousness in me, thinking that I know everything or I do all once upon a time. And come to an experience in my life where I realize I have made horrible mistakes, that I am not that righteous after all. That's when the time came when I really understood grace. He didn't punish me, but he restored me and blessed me. It's something that we need to experience with God. That's why that is called the goodness of God. It helps you to change your mind. And a person who realize how much they have been forgiven. Will go all the way. Will love him and never boast of that love. I think uh, it was one time as we went there, right, to share what <coughs> Joseph Green shared about uh, one sermon. Because I don't listen to the recent sermons anymore. Not because I'm proud or whatever, you know, but uh, she, I think she said that. Joseph Prince was mentioning that um, the one who loves the Lord is the like John, out of Jesus, that beat my sheep. Beat my sheep. He really loves the Lord. He will feed the sheep. He will preach and share Jesus. This is an evidence. It's not just saying. Fit. Even the sheep very naughty also still fit. <laughs> Cannot say you are naughty, right? But they just keep bleeding. Right? Because they are God's sheep. They belong to Jesus. They don't belong to Pastor Stephanie or whoever, or Pastor Joseph. They belong, the people belong to the shepherd, the good shepherd. And we are just temporarily under shepherds of the Lord. We can never really do what, uh, you know, in, in his love until we have a revelation of his grace and his righteousness in our lives apart from ourselves. And so, you know, when Paul says that uh, he was given this um, 
thorn in the flesh is a messenger of uh, Satan. Okay. I, I believe we are all haven't come to that, that revelation that we did like Paul, uh, because Paul went really into uh, that's where we got our understanding of grace and righteousness and new creation. But as a preacher or a teacher or a servant of the Lord, you know, especially under grace, there will be always that that part that the Lord will remind me or allow me to realize that I do have those those not not uh, what they call it, those weaknesses, and I'm not by myself without God's grace. I'm not hundred percent perfect. Okay, that's different from the uh, spiritual side of it. That is in your spirit you are born perfectly righteous and holy. But our body and our mind is going through a process of sanctification. Okay, so there's nothing to boast about. He keeps us in this uh, realization of who we are without him, of who we are all the time. That is what in the world, we, I mean, in, in the Bible, it's not about being humble, that humility. No one knows between God and you, God and me, to realize that I actually don't deserve it, you know. But I just cannot understand why he's so good to me. I'm not that good. I, you know, may look good, but I'm not that good. If it is not for him, if it's not him, really, God's goodness. Okay, so how do we catch fish? <laughs> okay. All right, because after that they became, uh, they thought they left everything, all right, whatever, especially they are thinking, and they followed Jesus, okay? So this is the modern way of catching fish. <laughs> okay. I have to go through a lot of pictures so I have to find this picture. I think it's quite cute. But... Put a leg up there and put a fishing rod and then wait for the fish to come. Not this way, huh? Okay. Not this way. You maybe you wait for another one year, you know. Uh, I don't know. Who fish one? I think Robert Lola. Huh? If you catch this one, you have to wait like many hours, right? This way. <laughs> I think so. Sometimes you can. I know I went fishing before. All right. This type one, you have to sit under the sun for very long. And then wait, 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 wait. Then sometimes go back home without any fish. Some you have a garden or a lake, then you do like this. But Jesus is not talking about this. Okay, so this one, this person has no revelation of the grace of God. Not even 10 to 20 percent. Okay, he just say, whatever will be calm, calm, fish. You want to come, come to me. If you don't want to come, it's okay. I just pack and go home. Okay. No. Okay, this person has no revelation of the grace of God. Hey, this way, go out. Bring the net, throw it. I think it's a bit modern. So deep sea, places where the people are, the fish are. <laughs> okay, the fish are there where, where you're working, where you are, uh, you know, the, the people are like a person chick, talking to someone who called her for tuition. That's where they are. These are the fish. Okay, and when, and you don't go out, you know, because you have to. 
because next week we have eventualistic miracle service to go out, show the net, all right, to uh, because of this revelation of God's grace. Just ask for more of God's revelation of His grace upon your life because that is the only reason Paul says I work harder than the rest. Did he give any other reason? None. Is it because he wanted to fulfill the, the, the Great Commission? No. <laughs> Very clear. Why Paul went out preaching, go prison and whatever, you know, and keep on feeding the church and keep on talking, the church, talking to the, the church of Jesus Christ from the prison, <laughs> preaching to them, telling them again and again and again and again that you are new creation, right, that you know, that you may, you know, know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your, why is he so patiently talking, okay, and then talking to Timothy, the young pastor, and telling him, commit what you have learned to faithful men who will be able to teach others, so patiently teaching and teaching and teaching and guiding, just now you got the answer. Why want to go prison? <laughs> so difficult, right? Go to places, you know, to preach where the people will persecute him, catch him. He said the reason is because by the grace of God, I am what I am. We accept it. But he says this grace was not in vain. Because he saw. And then out of that grace, he did more than what is required of him actually. That's the only reason that I can find why Paul loved so much, loved so deep, preached so much, fit so much. Talk, preached very long, right, Paul? <laughs> now, you he preached until the person dropped down from the window and then died, right? He preached very long, longer than me. Eh? He preached from, I don't know what time to what time, until midnight passed already. And then the one of the uh, person dropped down from the window and died. Why he preached so long, he could go back and sleep earlier. Something that he gave us the answer. The grace that is in me, the revelation of how good God is to him who don't deserve it, caused him to do things in a deep that people normally would not do. This way, okay? Go into the deep. But all in the in the spirit of rest. Remember, the let up, let down your nets is relaxed. At the same time, there is that urgency that you do more. At the same time, you do it in a, a, a spirit of rest, not worried, not fear, but rest. Rest in Jesus. For what? A huge catch, right? So you don't have one rod, okay, Pastor Pira, right? Go out and bring in the harvest of fishes for a huge catch. Remember, God is in multiplication. And Matthew 9, 13, 8, what a huge harvest Jesus said to his disciples. He said to the, the crowd, he said it to his disciples. And all his disciples, except for Judas, right? After the Holy Spirit came upon them, what happened? They had 
and revelation of grace. The goodness of God, none of them deserving the goodness of God. And when they had a revelation, they became, they were his disciples and apostles, just as we are today. It's our choice yeah, whether we want to be his disciple or not, or the servant disciple, right? The son disciple. Today we are so privileged. But Jesus said to them while he was with them, as he is with us this morning, what a huge harvest. Or the harvest is plentiful. There are many fishes out there. <laughs> there are many souls and also blessings. Okay? But here Jesus was talking about souls, right? As in the fishes also. And how few workers. How few workers. I think that percentage of believers to non-believers in the world is very small and it's the last days but always live this way as if Jesus will take you know another 30 40 years to come at the same time as if he might come right now or tonight don't let this uh, rapture thing you know say okay that's, that's it, it's coming in two years or three years or five years. Both ways, live, live both ways. If there was another 20 years to live, how would you live it for the Lord? And if there was only one night tomorrow, tonight, or rather tonight, <laughs> one day, right? How would you live it? It's not, it's not really uh, possible except the Holy Spirit give you the revelation. But seeing that there are few, Jesus saw, Few workers, on your knees or pray. All right, we're going to have a prayer and fast. This coming uh, Thursday, prayer and fast is a, it's, it's the heartbeat of the church. I think I said it before, right? Don't miss that. It's not just, uh, just praying for, for Christ. It's allowing God heartbeat to beat into your beat in your heart. It's not because you are serving or what then you need to attend prayer fast <laughs> or you need to fast. Okay. It's realizing that there's an opportunity, there's a time in his presence. Because that's what Jesus has to pray for, right? Pray for the harvest hands. That's the heartbeat of Jesus. When they come together to pray us, it's for souls. The blessing of all others already, our inheritance. All you need to know is just know what to inherit. Okay? That's why I said there are only two prayers for the believers. Ephesians 1, 17 and 3, uh, 17, 18, 3, 18, somewhere there. But, the rest is praying for souls and also for workers. Pray that not only Lord send uh, Ruth, <laughs> okay, but Lord send me Isaiah 11, 6, okay, to overheard, to 
overheard the call. He overheard God say, right? when you say send me, don't think of going to mission. <laughs> send me means wherever I am. Okay, wherever you are, whoever you pick up the call. So we say, ah, yeah, you know, sorry for them, lah. They pick up Ching Lan's call, <laughs> or they call Ching Lan. It's not sorry for them. They are so glad because she's going to share the gospel, the good news with them outside the world. Share all only the bad news. Today, bad, better, bad, worse, worse, right? But imagine they pick up your call, they talk to you, and they get to hear good news. Oh, Jesus. How wonderful is that? So, pray for the harvest hands. I, I believe God will use anyone. The babies will grow faster than normal. <laughs> Again, I need to take so many years to grow. All right, if you hear the message of grace, grow. And, you know, in the, uh, those days, those days, especially when you uh, preach the gospel in the uh, remote areas or villages like Pastor Piara, Cambodia, correct? When the missionary preached, the, uh, the person just come from, to receive Jesus, they receive the Lord, and then they see how you know, a simple message is shared about Jesus healing someone. Then the pastor pray, and this person will walk many, many miles back to their village, right? Piara. And you know what they do? They, they're considered baby, right? They do the same thing that they saw the preacher do, the missionary do. And they heard Jesus did that. Preaching, sharing the gospel, it's just going part that you need to know the word of God. Okay? So pray for harvest hands. I think I see Robert Lowe there, right? <laughs> with, the, with the hat on. Okay, we need... Uh, and Uncle T is also there. <laughs> okay? The ladies here. Here we go, a lot. Okay. It was like a dream come true. Psalms 1 to 6. 1 verse 1 and 2. When you freed us from our bondage. Hasn't, haven't we been freed? Most of us have come into a, a liberty, right? In our heart, from our bondage, and brought us back to Zion. Zion is the new church, right? Resemble freedom, not the law. Grace, we are in grace, we are in Zion. We laughed and laughed. Good, okay? That's why we all need to smile more, laugh, laugh, not because we have to, <laughs> to, to look good, but come from our heart, okay? And overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All, all the nations saw it and joined in. So we are glad to have some nations here. All right. Kerak uh, from Cambodia, Nankam is here this morning with us from Myanmar. Okay. And uh, of course, Christine from Malta. It is it's, it's God who brings, right? bring you guys and girls and you see what what do you witness here not Pastor Stephanie being a good preacher I hope that's not witness I'm just here as a vessel to bring God's good news but what they saw was that the Lord has done great miracles for them 
what they saw, God, the Lord, our Lord Jesus, our Master, has done great miracles for them. The Lord has done great miracles for them. In beautiful ashes, the Lord has done great miracles for every one of us. Amen. That's when people come in and they will see the goodness of God. The goodness of God. The miracles. The miracles. Yes, he did mighty miracles. We are overjoyed. Health, divine health, salvation, healing, financial, blessings after blessing. It's all God's miracle. The grace that come from his grace. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. The seed, tears are also Have you ever cried? Also, has God touched you with that intensity that the child in your spot jewel who haven't received the Lord will cost you to that one who is your colleague who haven't received the Lord will cost you to cry a tears as sins. Is it if it hasn't really ask the Lord to help you? Because when you're so in tears, you will reap in joy. Don't cry because that person, whatever. But just cry because that person has not received Jesus. It's sad. But when we have a harvest, it's such a joy. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow. But they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back unloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. Okay, I always believe that there are two harvests. One is the physical, right? So we have you see here the physical, right? Because Jesus showed it right in the amount of fish. <laughs> okay, so the financial, the physical blessing, Jesus redeemed so us so that we will never lacked so that he became poor, so that we'd be made rich. So you have the unloads, all right? You carry in the blessings. Oh, the last picture, plentiful. That is what the goodness of God that brings us to change our mind, right? At the same time, there is another harvest. There are two, always two. The uh, physical, which also includes health, healing, everything, everything that's in the physical. Okay, that is what God has blessed us and continue to bless. The second one is the harvest of souls. Right hand, left hand. 
right hand. Left hand. Fresh pleasures forevermore. Grace and abundance of righteousness. Abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It will not be complete without the harvest of souls. Okay. Psalms 85, 12. Yes, the Lord keeps raining down blessing after blessing. The bountiful harvest, blessing after blessing. All right, don't remember, don't become the fisherman that put the lake up and then throw the rock <laughs> and then wait for the fish, okay? So both blessing, there's a part that we do. We sow the seed, God supply the multiplication as we sow and bring the sunshine and the rain over. There's this blessing over the work of our hands. And at the same time, the seed of the gospel. Okay, so here, that one look like Pastor Piara. Okay, the first one. <laughs> Although I can't find a picture of Cambodia, of all of them wearing the hat, looks like Vietnam. Friday is Vietnam. Okay, I already spent many hours looking for all this. So, never mind. Okay, just imagine different, different countries, all right? Uh, have a country, God's heart is for every nation. There, they will. We, they will be blessed. So Cambodia, all right, will know Jesus and be blessed. The church today, all right, is a place where the world will see the miracles of God, the provision of God, things of God, that the people of God will not die of hunger. And also, there will be a harvest of souls. As you feed them, Pastor Pierre, share the gospel with them. Tell them it is Jesus who is feeding them. And give all the call. <laughs> that means tell them, receive Jesus, the most wonderful person in this universe. Without him, there's no meaning or purpose in life. He will keep raining down. God's grace is on both. There's no rain only for a certain place. The rain is everywhere. That's the blessing. I think all of them are smiling and laughing. I think the last one is from China, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so that is also China here that God is blessing souls, souls. Let's pray for this Thursday for souls. Souls from China, from Cambodia from Myanmar, Malaysia, and Singapore. Okay, prosperity will drench our land with a bountiful harvest. Harvest, both in the natural and the spiritual harvest of souls. Every one of you is a messenger of the gospel. In your mouth, in your heart, is the heart of God, is the heart of Jesus. In your mouth, is the word of God, the love of God, the gospel. There's no one that 
And even as a shepherd just now, as a young baby in the Lord, can go and save another soul. A young baby. <laughs> okay? Who just received the Lord. Can be God's instrument to share with another person. Even pray for them. Because it's not about them. It's about Jesus. If you can see how much Jesus loved you, then you can bring this love to another person, this gospel. Okay? Harvest is plentiful. And God never leaves people in that. The church will prosper if they are looking at Jesus. So let's have this, know this, that God is all out to bless you. But in that blessing, that's where he, our minds change. That's where we become in a way more humble. That ought to be the, the result of blessing. Humility. Great. Understanding grace. Okay? That's, that's what Peter said. Depart from me for other sins. And God will continue to give that revelation to you. Shukona, Shikilian, Baraka, Shandan, 